0: Welcome to the number one ranked show. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I am going to react to the Associated Press preseason top 25 that dropped at noon Eastern on Monday, August 15th. And we're going to talk a bit as we go through this about my preseason rankings, which went out on Fox Sports on the app on August 14th, Sunday. It's been up for about 24 hours by the time. The AP released its top 25, and we got some things to talk about. But at the top, let's talk about the number one ranked team going into this 2022 season, and that is Alabama, which, for Georgia fans, are going to leave them feeling some kind of way. But you and I understand what this is about. It's about Nick Saban and the monster program he has built over the last 15 years That is unparalleled in its success. As a matter of fact, the last team to start preseason number one in the Associated Press Top 25 and in the season as the national champ, 2017 Alabama and Nick Saban. But I think that that dude has built a death star over there because he goes on local radio just after media days and says, yeah, last year was kind of a rebuilding year for us. It was a rebuilding year for a man who finished as the national runner-up in the National Championship game and was winning that National Championship game with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter against one of the most dominant defenses of the past 10 years with the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. And by the way, that guy, Bryce Young, is back. That's your number one ranked team. Number two, Ohio State. I also have Ohio State at number two. I also had Alabama at number one. This is more about what we expect from this offense and what we think Jim Knowles is capable of with that defense. You understand, Ryan Day has a bunch of Top Gun pilots over there, and they're going to see if they can get flying through this camera and flip this thing upside down, get inverted, paint the target, climb that mountain at 9 Gs, and then dogfight all the way home. Hopefully, you don't need to get my man Hangman to come bail you out, but maybe you do. That's what Jim Knowles is for. Look, C.J. Stroud, Travion Henderson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. That's before we talk about Emeka Egbuka, Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison Jr., and on it goes. Shout-out to Cam Babb, who's going to wear the O-block, For the Buckeyes this year, and Jim Knowles can get this defense looking something like Jeff Hafley's in 2019. Yes, Ohio State will win the Big Ten championship, will get back to the College Football Playoff, and hopefully to the National Championship Game once again. And this time, do the only thing that's left for Ryan Day and Ohio State to do: win the whole doggone thing. Okay, as we continue to go down there, I see Georgia at number three for them. I have them at number four. Not a whole lot there, except. Stetson Bennett's going to have to prove to us that he's a really great college football quarterback as opposed to just a good one, even if he's a focal hero in Georgia. And they're going to have to replace seven starters of those 11 on that defense. But good thing for Georgia fans, Kirby Smart can recruit 15 five-stars of the 85 scholarship players out there. I hope each one of them makes $10,000 a month and then some. All right, going a little bit further down, they have Clemson at number four. I'm not that high on Clemson. I have them at number 10. And a lot of this has to do with your continuity, right? For me, it's about head coach, coordinators, quarterback. Do you have all of those returning? Because that's going to help you in my mind as to how good you can be. Dabo Sweeney lost Brent Venables to Oklahoma, lost Tony Elliott to Virginia. Both those guys being head coaches. And DJ Ui who I think is going to start this season as the starter for Clemson, is going to have Cade Klubnik breathing down his neck if he does not return to the form he showed. Since basically Boston College, Notre Dame in 2020. He's Thule, He's got all the talent in the world. He just needs to be able to put it together with new offensive coordinator, Brandon Streeter. But we'll see how that goes. It's also really a lot to say about what you expect Clemson to do in the ACC. Okay? We keep going down this list. I don't see a whole lot of things to get upset about or even argue about as we're going through it. Because they they ranked a whole bunch of the teams that I ended up ranking. We'll talk about Michigan here in a little bit. They're at number eight for the AP. I did not rank them. Again, we'll talk about it here in a second. Oklahoma at number nine feels fine to me. I had the Sooners at number 11. Mostly it's a new staff, but you're betting a bunch on Brent Venables and the fit, along with Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel, knowing what the system is. So I'm kind of fudging on the whole, do you have continuity? I think they do. You also have Todd Bates, who came with Brent Venables, along with Ted Roof from Clemson. So you got a lot of guys that he's familiar with on the defense, and the offense is mostly familiar with each other, even as they're still learning scheme. I'm not sure about this uh, Oklahoma State ranking, but then again, I had Oklahoma State more or less where they did. North Carolina State, this is your year, baby. Your mama said, when you grow up, you can be anything you want. So become a problem. Become a problem in the ACC. You're returning a whole hell of a lot on both the offense and the defense. All right? Dave Durant is also feeling some kind of way because they feel like they got shafted in the last time they were actually going to play in a bowl game. So I'm excited to see how this goes for them. I think USC at number 12 for me is fine, but what they have them at is number 14. That's okay. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, I understand the offense is going to be good if the offensive line holds up. It's about can Alex Grinch put a lid on the defense. USC's coming off a four and eight season. We're all expecting a bunch out of them from a team that wasn't very good last year into one that is a top fifteen program. They are down on Arkansas. I'm high on Arkansas. I think that's more about how people feel about the SEC West and what kind of juggernaut it is. But they're just ahead of Kentucky. While Mark Stoops is over here talking about, "Hey, we're a basketball school." I'm like, "Nah, son, you got to prove that to me that you a football school, all right?" Because like I hear John Calipari said a thing. Mark Stoops took some issues with that thing. Can I, can you just, When the last time Kentucky won a division title? Can you go beat Georgia and Florida in the same year? And then can we have this discussion? You know, like, I feel like you're selling wolf tickets, all right? Yeah, you're writing checks. Your big blue nation ain't been able to cash, all right? Don't get nobody beat up out here. And then we have, I think, what I, just, Wake Forest here just kind of seems off, but I think a lot of the voters made their vote before they knew that Sam Hartman got hurt. And Sam Hartman was one of the better quarterbacks in all of college football last year. And really the straw stir and the drink for our Demon Deacons offense that was able to go score on people and was undefeated late into the season. I don't rank them based on that. I think that you really have to put a lot of onus on Sam Hartman going into this year where they thought they were going to be good, and they're just not going to have him to start. BYU finishes at number 25. All right. Teams I ranked that the Associated Press poll voters did not rank. Texas, Tennessee, Iowa, Minnesota. I think Minnesota's pretty doggone good. They're stout. Like, if you put them in Wisconsin colors, you would expect them to be Wisconsin. And yet, they rank Wisconsin, right? For me, those are two teams that are basically on the same tier and on the same path. I really like what Minnesota has become. They believe in P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck believes in them. He's getting Tanner Morgan for what feels like the 15th year of Tanner Morgan's career, and they're starting to look alike. They return Kirk Soraka who was outstanding when he was offensive coordinator at Minnesota. They're going to have Mo Ibrahim back, who was given Ohio State fits. It probably leads Minnesota to upsetting Ohio State in the opener last year if he's able to go the entire way. They're really good. They could be great. Dylan Wright needs to come on for them. Chris Autumn Bell needs to come on for them. Tennessee, hey, man, look, you got Smokey. Just make like the Bandit, all right? This is for. This there for you. Hendon Hooker's going to be pretty good. They're going to go fast. They're going to be stout on defense. A lot of great momentum going for the Volunteers, and I really am excited to see what Josh Heupel and the Vols can do. I rank Texas inside the top 20. I believe on talent alone, Texas is a top 20 team. They'll have to play like it. They lost Isaiah Nair over the weekend to what we think is a significant injury. We'll see. I'm really sad about that because Isaiah Nair on one side, Xavier Worthy on the other along with some really outstanding skilled players like Bijan Robinson. Quinn Ewers, I expect to start over there. We'll see how that goes, right? Defensively, it's about Pete Kukowski being able to keep a lid on the defense. He wasn't last year. You gave up 50-plus to Kansas. Kansas is a good football team, though, but still, it's Kansas. You're supposed to beat them, and you're supposed to beat them in Austin. One of the last things that I just thought was interesting here is somebody voted for Nebraska. <laughs> somebody, Nebraska got a point. Alright, like, Nebraska was 3-9 and last year. I I don't know who that was, but it's kind of like the rogue first place vote for Texas in the coaches poll. It's kind of fascinating. It's kind of wild. Alright, SEC West teams in here. When I went and counted them up, we're talking about Alabama. We're talking about really just Arkansas and Ole Miss. I have four SEC West teams inside of my top 25, but... I'll take three. It's a very stout division. It's the hardest division in all of football for me. And really, I would love to see like a a Big Ten East SEC West matchup each and every year. I mean, we're getting closer to that as, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten are becoming the dominant football conferences in this country. Why not just have a Big Ten East versus the SEC West, provided you don't do what everybody else is going to do, which is get rid of divisions. Cincinnati's kind of probably feeling some kind of way about being number four after finishing last year as the fourth best team in all of college football, but you'll have your opportunity to go through those things with them. I like Houston. They like Houston. Again, we don't have a whole hell of a lot that we are disagreeing about. It's just Michigan. All right. So I put out my preseason top 25 and posted it to the tweets. The CFB on Fox crew posted it to the tweets, and then I went on my motorcycle for a ride. I got about 70 miles on my Royal Enfield Classic 350. Very excited about that. Building a race car, all those sorts of things. I come back, and all of a sudden, it's like I am the dude in the Ghanaian Mortal Kombat where everybody is telling me, I don't want peace. I only want problems. I'm like, <laughs> No. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to pick a fight with Michigan or anybody else for that matter. But I do not think that Michigan is a top 25 team. If we had 26, probably. But we don't. 25 spots for 130 teams. All right. So here are my reasons for leaving Michigan outside of my top 25 and why I think they're overrated at number eight. Okay. You're basing their preseason ranking on a banner Last year, outstanding last year for Michigan. They beat Ohio State and beat them soundly. They beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, and then they got ran in the Orange Bowl, but they make the college football playoff, and people are feeling pretty good about that. And then Jim Harbaugh decides to meet this optimism by openly flirting with the NFL. Had there been a job for him to take, he probably takes it. And at a time when you're trying to sign the rest of your 2022 class. That's not a good look, guys, no matter how you look at that. And then you lose Josh Gaddis, the Broyles Award winner, which goes to the top assistant coach in all of college football, which makes him the best offensive coordinator in 2021, to Miami because he doesn't feel like he is valued at Michigan. Mike McDonald says, I came to do my bid. I'm back to the NFL. I'm out here. So you have three new coordinators. For two new coordinator positions, Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore are going to coordinate the offense, right? Then you're going to have Jesse Minter coming by way of Baltimore and Vanderbilt to be your defensive coordinator. That's three dudes, and only one of them, Sharon Moore, is the dude that I absolutely trust because his offensive line won the Joe Moore Award last year. Now, that said, you're replacing a bunch on that offensive line to say nothing of... The 20-touchdown tailback that was Hassan Haskins. Blake Quorum's good, had 952 yards rushing. Donovan Edwards could be good, but I would like to see it, okay? You're also replacing Dax Hill, what I thought was the best safety in college football, not named Kyle Hamilton. Full stop, okay? Dax Hill is the best pure football player I've ever seen in my entire life with my own two eyes. He was playing safety for you when he probably should have been going both ways. It's that good. You have to replace all of that production. You also have two players for the singular and most important position on a football field, quarterback. Now, leave it up to Jim Harbaugh, it's going to be Cade McNamara. Because Jim Harbaugh told me, looking at Cade McNamara is like looking at a a young Jimmy Harbaugh. And for those of y'all that want some perspective on this, Jim Harbaugh's playing in the NFL for the San Diego Chargers. Jim Kelly is calling a game that Jim Harbaugh's playing in. Jim Kelly insinuates that Jim Harbaugh is soft, was soft. Jim Harbaugh sought Jim Kelly out and decked him with a right hand. He was fine, like two weeks games pay, but he got his respect by throwing his hands at the other Jim, Jim Kelly. That's who Kay McNamara is, who is telling me, hey, I don't necessarily feel disrespect. I feel like, you know, Team 142, or 141, I forget which it is, was pretty good, but we're on to this year. That said, please bring us all the disrespect. That is how that dude is wired. He's just not as talented as J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy is the most talented quarterback on Michigan's roster. But you're going to try to play both of them to satisfy what you think is the modern urge to try to do all of this at the same time. You got to pick a guy. It needs to be J.J. for me, but I understand why it could be Cade for you. Point is, you got two players for one position. You got three coordinators for two positions. This is not, this is not a good recipe for an outstanding football program. And more to the point, preseason rankings should take into account just what we expect from you in the future, not what you did in the past. So when I look at Michigan's future, your non-conference slate includes Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. Decent to bad, booty and booty. No, we're not going to know a damn thing about Michigan football until October. And that's when they play Iowa at Kinnick. And I hope that Iowa's good so we get a real read on who the Michigan Wolverines are. Now, the nature of college football means that they're probably going to make it in my top 25 and stay into the top 25 based on them just winning those three non-conference games that they should win by four touchdowns. But I can't rank you based on that. I got to rank you on, can you beat the teams in your division? Can you beat Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State again? I think you might be able to get one of the three. Michigan State, I think, is going to be really good. Penn State, they feel really good. We'll see. And Ohio State, I expect to play in the national championship game, if not win the whole doggone thing. So that's a lot of the reasoning that I have to look at this and say, hey, man, You have the capacity to be good, but you haven't demonstrated consistently that you are great, and that's what you want from me. Now, if I put him at 25, everybody knows I put him at 25, and we're still talking about that, but I genuinely believe that a team like Houston is a better football team than Michigan, all right? I didn't do this to make you upset. I did this because I believe it, but I understand if uh, I have to ask the question, am I being detained? Am I, am I being detained? Then let me go, all right? Let's play some football because I'm excited about that. That's, that's the real take here. I'm excited about football. We're going to play football next Saturday. That's outstanding. We have Northwestern and Nebraska and Ireland. Normally, you would not be able to get me excited about Northwestern Nebraska, but doggone it, I have the longest offseason and the shortest season in all of the major sports, and I got to take what I can get here, all right? I'm so excited about this. Let me know what you think about my rankings and the AP rankings in the comments on the YouTube channel and on the tweets. I may respond, I may not, but know that I read them all and I'm taking into account what you think and how you feel. All right. Thank you for subscribing to the number one ranked show. As always, my sincere thanks to our lead producer, Tyler Wojak, who is on this on this call with me, absolutely working it out with me on these technical issues, our coordinating producer is Kathryn Donnelly, our director is John Marcus, our social media maven is JVon Duncan, our lead of screening is Rachel Cohen, I'm RJ, we'll see y'all in a couple of days, deuces.